This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. And as you heard in the news, the Trump administration releasing its objectives for reopening NAFTA. What exactly can we expect, especially as Canadian exporters, importers, consumers? Patrick LeBlond is a professor of public and international affairs, faculty of social sciences at the University of Ottawa, joins us today. Hello, Professor LeBlond. Are you there? I'm wondering if I can hear him. Yes, I am. Professor LeBlanc, thank you very much. Um, first of all, maybe just remind us why we're even hearing uh, about what the U.S. wants as far as NAFTA goes when it comes to renegotiating it. There, uh, Why do we need to know at this point what they would like to see in the new agreement? Well, as, as you know, this all started with Trump attacking NAFTA, saying it was the, the worst trade deal ever. Uh, and then uh, pretty much saying that he would either uh, ditch the agreement or renegotiate it in the U.S. favor. I mean, certainly uh, this is not uh, Canada and, and Mexico did not push the U.S. to renegotiate NAFTA. However, uh, there have been talks both in Canada and Mexico uh, to modernize NAFTA 25 years after since it's an agreement that in a way is a 20th century agreement and not a 21st century agreement. So so this is where we are now. And, and uh, given the law that surrounds uh, trade negotiations here in the U.S., uh, or called Trade Promotion Authority, given by Congress, uh, the, uh, the administration has to make public its objectives uh, when it comes to any free trade or trade agreement negotiation. Uh, so this is what we've seen. It has to be done 30 days before the actual launch of the negotiations. Uh, so this is what the, the Trump administration did through the uh, U.S. Trade Representative. Patrick, when you read this, and I know it's a, a fairly lengthy report, it, it sounds like it's fairly general in tone. It, did we expect anything really specific as far as this is what we want to see in a new agreement? Well, I, I, it, it was not clear what to expect. Uh, certainly it was not going to be super detailed because uh, negotiators want to give uh, themselves as much wiggle room as possible mm-hmm. when it comes to negotiating so they can make compromises. And uh, so you don't want to tie your hands up front. But at the same time, from Canada's perspective, uh, there were fears that the tone of the document would be very negative, very protectionist. Uh, certainly given some of the rhetoric that we've heard uh, with regards to NAFTA, uh, that in a way the Trump administration would want to renegotiate NAFTA to make it more protectionist, more favorable to the U.S., but at the expense of Canada and Mexico. Uh, and, and this is not what we're seeing, although there is some language that is of concern. Overall, the tone is actually quite positive and, and, and certainly in line with the interests and preferences of, of, of Canada and Mexico in this negotiations in terms of modernizing NAFTA, in terms of bringing in elements Uh, that were not there before, like electronic commerce, something that didn't exist at the time, and now, of course, is very important. So this is something that the the document mentions. Uh, There's talk about regulatory cooperation, since regulatory barriers are a huge issue now when it comes to trade. Uh, There's talk about more transparency in in, uh, making regulations. So there's actually a lot of positive language in the document, much more than what I would have expected. Even though it's couched in, in general terms, it certainly... Uh, makes it a good basis for a negotiation uh, as far as I'm concerned. And, and, and I think Canada, Canada and Mexico will, will be happy to start on that basis. 
And then for the, let's say, the more protectionist language, well, this is part of the negotiations, and we'll see what uh, we can get, uh, you know, if we, if what we can give and, and what we can get in return. Yeah. So as much as uh, Donald Trump was calling it the worst trade deal ever, uh, I'm not sure if that was just to gain some political votes or if he's now looking at it and people are saying, okay, we, we have to tweak it, but we're not throwing it all out here. No, not at all. I mean, it's a little bit more than just tweaking it. I mean, there are calls for substantial changes to the agreement, but it's certainly not an all-out rejection of the agreement and saying that, in fact, that there is nothing to negotiate with. On the contrary. So it's quite interesting. And in fact, if one reads the objectives, a lot of the elements there uh, are very much in line with many of the things that we find in the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement, which both countries had signed on to until Mr. Trump said that he was pulling the U.S. out of, of TPP. Uh, but it's kind of interesting that a lot of that language mm. has sort of found its way back within NAFTA, and it seems that NAFTA, at least the language of the objectives document, uh, is, is not just about NAFTA or the North American partners, but also there's language in there that seems to uh, appeal to future agreements that uh, the United States could sign. Uh, for instance, there's talk about uh, state-owned enterprises, which is not really a big issue when it comes to the North American partners, but certainly is a big issue when it comes to China. Uh, so there is even uh, language there uh, that, that, that seems to kind of send signals to, to countries uh, beyond North America. And so the hard negotiations don't begin until next month. And is it going to be many years before we truly see what this new agreement is going to look like? Uh, I think that's that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, I mean, as we know, trade negotiations take a long yeah. time. Uh, I mean, the only way that this could be very quick is if uh, the, the three parties were willing to basically incorporate what they had ag- what they agreed to in the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Uh, although, uh, since Mr. Trump has, has, has pulled out of the, 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 the TPP, uh, that might make it a little bit politically difficult in, in the U.S. context. But that would be, to me, the only way where uh, we could have a, a quick renegotiation of NAFTA. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be a drawn-out process. Uh, the, 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 the Mexicans have elections next year. Uh, then there are the midterms elections in, in the U.S. Congress. Then you know, Canada is going to be in elections. Uh, so you can see how uh, it could be very difficult for negotiators to make a lot of headway, uh, you know, because if, if there are changes in, in government in Mexico or in Canada or at some point even within Congress, which ultimately will have to agree to, uh, to a new NAFTA. Patrick, I know we'll talk again. Thanks so much for this. It was a pleasure. Thank Patrick you. LeBlond, he's a professor out of the University of Ottawa. Let's check traffic. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott, weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.